All right, here we are. It's almost the playoffs, Ira. It's March 6th. How you doing? Doing great. I'm in chill mode right now, Paul. How are you doing right now? I'm comfortable. You know, coming off a big win over Levy last week, you know, it means a lot these days. Uh, Levy. Levy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but no, we're, we're heading towards the playoffs here in EBTBBY. It's an exciting time. I think we're, we're almost set. Uh, we'll get into that, but um, I guess start. Let's let's talk about what we missed since our last podcast here. Yeah, I think we, I think we last time we checked in, we were about halfway through that trade deadline, and uh, I think I count seven deals that still went down with uh, their, over the final two weeks. As you know, people sneak them in before the buzzer sounds. What, what's your overall analysis of trade season this year? Uh, I I thought I mentioned previously, and I still think that. Uh, the uh, sellers did a good job this season. I think they uh, there wasn't too many like ridiculous trades. I thought they uh, they got good returns. I think maybe people a few times people might have waited too long to sell. I think uh, you know you have to realize that like eventually the uh, the buyer market kind of dries up. Not so much people have picks to give, but if your players aren't you know when the players playing great, you got to sell them. Like being a top forty guy isn't guaranteed every week, so. Uh, I don't know. When, when the time is right, you got to do it, I think. Uh... I think so, and uh, and not that I'm taking – that I or you are taking credit for this, but I think after our podcast, more of the trades seemed to be hunting out better value, I think, at that point. Um, yeah, I think the Paul, the Paul no, trade no, no, no. metrics I, I, uh, became a widespread uh, league phenomenon. I, I think that was just more of a circumstance of what was available and uh, the sellers realizing that, hey, you know, let's not just – let's just not clean house. And, and at that point, a lot of them had already kind of – gotten their clean houses in and, and you know no, we didn't do, no. th- there weren't too many of those like uh, trade me a really good guy for a, for a uh, to move up 10 picks or anything like that there wasn't too much of that going yeah, on I think the biggest one we saw was uh, I mean, Andrew worked hard to try and trade Zach Levine uh, down the stretch and uh, the best he could do was getting a, a ninth rounder from Justin for his 12th rounder uh, so at least that was three rounds in value uh, so it's a, it's a little more than anything else we saw out there yeah for a guy who like is probably going to get dropped in the playoffs anyway, so... Oh, he's playing pretty good basketball right now, so... I don't yeah, know. but I mean, Justin had to drop somebody. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I don't know. Maybe he's a counting stats guy, which is uh, Justin's uh, specialty at this point. But, uh... I think the trade's pretty good. I mean, we saw... We saw Duran finally selling Russell Westbrook, which, uh... I think had... People had snuff, sniffed around him for a long time now, so, uh... It's a kind of change in tactics. To... A, se- a season late there, Ira. If, if you, uh, you know, if you ask me, probably right. Probably right. Uh, well, I mean, I, 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 sorry, I'm wrong. It really should have been Kawhi he sold last year, but uh... yeah. Well, Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi's put together a much better, probably as good a campaign as one could hope. I mean, he's probably missed like ten games, but like he's still putting up like top ten production, which is what you wanted from Kawhi, and he's been healthy apparently, something as Kawhi can be. Um, I always saw Ben Simmons get moved, which is a pretty big young name, I'd say. Uh, yeah, Shamir was in an interesting spot with his team. Uh, he had guarantee lock, first two picks, and Harden and Durant. Uh, he had no real interest in moving either of those two, two guys, as far as my research tells me. Um, research. <laughs> <laughs> unless maybe Anthony Davis was involved, I'll just say that. Um, and then that leaves Simmons, who, look, his, his fantasy numbers... Uh, were not great this year. I don't think he was like a top fifty player at the time of the trade. Uh, I don't. Which look, that, that's always it's, it's largely an efficiency issue. His uh, you know, the guy stinks at free throws. He's a sub sixty free throw shooter. 
with five and a half attempts a game, and he's posting three point six turnovers. Yep. But so anyway, it, it's it's where he was at the point where you know, look, t- keeping him in the third round may have not been the best value for Trevier going forward, and that's a that's a kind of deal that uh, is interesting with this new tr- trade keeper rule, um, and also at the same time, you know. I'd say I would think you could get better for Ben Simmons, and I'm I'm surprised he was sold that low. But uh, I mean, we're talking about like a fourth rounder, basically. I'm not for, sure. Uh, I'm not sure how much rounder. he worked for it. Um, this I, I feel like if those were the picks, and Stephen Adams wasn't involved. I, I think that's a pretty good deal for Ben Simmons. Um, I think one pick. I mean, this is a guy. What is he? He's got what is he like 22? And he's like he's already he's automatically a triple double already. So like. He's only going up. Like he's only going to learn to shoot three. He's only going to get better at the free throw line. But the thing is, you could you could replace someone, you could replace him in the third round, and then if you supplement that with an extra fourth rounder, and then if you have a good late round keeper, I, I don't argue it's, that it's more of a value proposition. I don't argue that the value proposition made sense for Trevier. I'm arguing that I think if he if he shopped him better, the return could have been a lot stronger. And I don't know. I like it. Well. I guess, like, I don't know, maybe somebody like Eric might be interested in him. Like, I'd say he'd be Joey Butler. You can keep, like, a Ben Simmons well, type. Eric's problem was that he already kind of blew his wad on, on uh, well, no, I guess he acquired picks. He didn't really acquire players. But, yeah, you're right. That's a, that's a good point. I don't know. I think, like, maybe Levy, you know, is another person that's a, a good option. Uh, I don't know. I was surprised that was. I don't know that there's that much shopping going on there. Let's just say that. Yeah, well, Drew's might be hard this week, but I guess we can get, we can get to that later. And has to work a lot now because he didn't work so much earlier. Uh, I like your, your Nurkic acquisition. I think that was a, an example of somebody waiting too long to sell in Duran's case. And uh... Well, I think Duran was fudging the market a little bit. I, I think I brought this up to a few people, so I don't really mind sharing it on here. Uh, Duran had contacted me like two weeks before this trade being like, do you want Nurkic? And I'm like, eh, like, he's a nice player, but I'm not really looking to move for him yet. Like, I, you know, there's other guys that I like over him. He's like, well, I'm going to pull the trigger for Trevere. Like, he's going to give me a fourth round pick, something like that. <laughs> Meanwhile, like later that night, I'm sitting next to Chavir, and I'm like, "Are you doing this deal?" And he's like, "No." So like, Duran was. Tra- Ooh, this is now the second time I brought it up on the last podcast. This is the second time now Duran tried leveraging leveraging somebody else or an imaginary yeah, dealer so against bad. me. So uh, you know, my 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 eyes on you, Duran. I, I know what's going on here. Um, and then I think at the end of the day, I got a pretty good deal, and kind of he had to fold because it was it was deadline day, and uh, you know I was really the only person left that wanted to deal for that. So. You know, sometimes if you're if you're that person and there really is a semi-fictional deal around, maybe take that early instead of having to wait and have to throw in Joe Harris and, you know. Yeah, I think it could have done better with me, too, if he had just uh, negotiated a little more calmly. But, uh, yeah, that's... Hopefully people aren't listening to this podcast because that reputation could follow you into future seasons, you know. Uh, this is a dynasty league, after all. Uh, but do you think anybody, like, after post-trade deadline, like, the team's a lot scarier than they were? Uh, I really don't think so. That's my big takeaway from this deadline. Like one month later? I, I, like, I think that, you know... I mean, certainly, like, your team and I take Corey's team. And, 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 and not only that, no one, no one scares me more for next season, and no one scares me more for this season. Like, you know, everyone's kind of improved on a similar plane. Um, I just think it's going to come down to matchups and, like, who's paying attention during the playoff run. Um... And probably the trades alone are not going to swing any swing a team in any favor. I think maybe Garrett by not getting rid of Anthony Davis that may have been that may be the biggest move of the postseason. Um, you know who knows what's going to happen with him down the stretch of the well, season. To talk, I mean Anthony Davis, right? I mean that's. But I mean that's look that 
to, to me, sometimes not making a move is, is the biggest issue. I think he got a little cute. He probably could have had Giannis. Um, like, just do that. Like, to me, just do that. Don't, don't, don't go for the... You don't always have to hit a home run with your trade and, like, be the smartest guy in the room. Just make the simple trade, dump him off, get a, a guy of 95% of his value, uh, and maybe a second, a second player, you know, that, that will help your depth and call it a day. I am surprised the roster like that, then that more didn't happen. Uh, it's definitely, definitely would have thought that he would have made more noise. I mean, he, he picked up Clint Capella, which is useful. Useful guy to have. If, if they don't, like, ease him into the postseason. He's, I mean, he's got a minutes right now. He's been okay. Not, not, not worth a... I think he gave up, like, a, a fifth rounder to make that happen. And a tenth rounder for a 14th and a 15th. So... It's a, bit, a little bit of overpay based on how Capella's playing right now, but Houston's uh, in a tight playoff race, so uh, he's got motiva- he's got motivation to work hard down the stretch here. But uh, before we reflect on the playoff teams, maybe in like the bracket, let's let's give our moment a moment to our our loss. <laughs> watching Paul going crazy in the, as he's watching this Rutgers game over my shoulder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably a mistake to switch seats this week. But, uh, <laughs> We should reflect. I mean, so you think next season you're, you're not seeing, as you look at the draft boards, I mean, the moves people have made. Uh, I mean, I will say early favorites here at the, at the draft boards. I mean, Andrew's looking pretty strong, actually, which is kind of rare that he has a good draft board. He's got an extra fourth, an extra sixth, an extra seventh, an extra ninth. Uh, we're looking at Duran, who has two-thirds and three-fifths. Uh, and Eric's got two thirds and two sixths. Cheers got two fourths and two fifths. So uh, that's I mean, these are all teams that could make the playoffs. Maybe I mean they're not Dan, so you, you figure they have a chance. Yeah, uh, it's been a while for Eric, so but, maybe. But look, I, I think Justin has proven the point at this point that anyone can trade back in, anyone can get lucky with a free agent and and, and bring themselves back in. Sure, they have, they have a slight head start, but if you don't manage. If you don't keep active on things, if you draft guys that are injury prone, which, by the way, like a lot of guys that are in like the fourth round, like a lot of those guys are there because they're injury prone and that's why they're not keeper worthy. Um, so look, we'll we'll see. I think there will be a load of talent in the third round this year. That is definitely fair. Um, but a lot of those teams don't have necessarily top two keepers that are worthy at all. So, um, eh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens here. <laughs> Yeah, Paul's very anti-draft nowadays. You just gotta. <laughs> well, no, I'm I'm anti-people overvaluing the draft. We've seen every year people stockpile their picks, stockpile their picks, oh, and Garrett, uh, Garrett they don't had, do anything with it. Garrett's so. had a fantastic season with those draft picks, no? Sure, but he he had a perfect situation as well. He had injury injured guys last year. Like Anthony Davis was hurt last year, was he not for for stretches? Uh, he didn't miss too much last no? year. No, okay, no. He was um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Garrett, Garrett did have a pretty situation, but there's only there's only one team that could do that in a given year. Usually, yeah. yeah. Well, I would say. Well, this is another topic I want to get into. This year, and, been, and look, this look, year a- Andrew normal. Andrew could have done that, but he's winding up keeping it. Giannis is great, but he's also keeping a bunch of injury injured guys. Old Depot, Chris Dapps probably, or Kevin Love. These aren't guys that like make me nervous as a competitor. Well, he's probably gonna go Old Depot and I guess keep uh, Kuzma again. I and it's possible. Well, look, the Pacers have been fine with that Old Depot. They may not. They may not rush him back. He may not be playing until January. Uh, it's Andrew. He'll probably hang around enough that that, that won't matter so much. Um, but uh, look, just saying in general, like you know, stockpiling these picks isn't gonna do that that much for you. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, we. 
It can be done, I think. I mean, I know you had a rough go at it after the LeBron trade, but we've seen, you know, Garrett's and Wheaties have, you know, they do 20 moves during the season, have a lot of early picks. So they, they build a, hey, a great like, What has Levy done? What has Levy done in this well, league? the playoffs is another matter. I That's mean, what I'm saying. That's my whole point. If, if The idea is that everyone's playing for the sternum. Are you really increasing your odds that much by, by making these deals? I don't know. It's hypothetical players. Yeah, it's, I mean, look, I think there are good players to be had. If you look at the draft results, I mean, I'm, the fourth round. I, I'm just, I'm just lobbying, I'm lobbying against the hinkyization of our league here. That's what's really <laughs> got on. Wow, okay. Um, it, so you want people just going all, going all out, um, not making these trades? I mean, yeah. No, people can, people can, look, I, I'm one of the first people that did a draft pick trade in this league. Like, I, I'm all about it if it's done in a smart way, which, as you mentioned, many of our managers, I think, did over the last week or two of the trade deadline. But, in general, you know, it's not like in the NBA where having second-round picks that you could stash... We're not stashing guys in Europe for five years, okay? We're, <laughs> we're operating on a, on a two-year time frame. If you're not making yourself usually better the next year, then then it, a lot of things aren't worth it. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, uh, yeah. I, 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 well, I, I, would, I would extend... I, if I was making these kinds of deals, I would probably extend my uh, picks out, I think, if I was trading a superstar. Because, uh, I don't know. There's only so many great draft picks you need to have. And people don't realize, if you if you bite the bullet and don't make the trade, like then the other managers are just going to go stir-crazy and they'll just they'll do it. The, the high manager always makes the, the deal they need to make to make their team better. It... It always happens. Yes, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of sources out there now on the trade market, so you can always try and go in other directions. I guess Justin did wind up selling and paying a, a big price after waiting for a while this year. Yep. And yeah, Justin, for- Justin uh, did not, you know, did not dominate this trade market like he normally does. So I, I'm personally happy about that. That's my big one. Of the uh, Garrett's my kind of loser of the trade deadline. I think I think everyone else is my big winner for Justin not kind of uh, fleecing anyone this year. <laughs> Too bad. Besides the one, besides the deal we've talked about, yeah, the Jared Allen deal, which yeah. and Jared Allen's been kind of sucking lately anyway. So, you know, I mean, things might change in a few weeks, but it's uh, yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you make early deals. You know, there's a lot higher variance. Yeah, the players gonna look down. Yeah, which is why we moved the trade deadline up and uh, yada yada yada. So, who are you looking? Uh, who you're looking for the sixth place playoff squad right now? It's uh, I think it's coming down to our frat apartment with a. All right. Well, let, let's first discuss this. Terminology of frat apartment. First off, this building that we are currently sitting in is the frat. It's it's the it's the oh, frat this would house be a now. Ferrari house in that case. No, no, because it's it's there the house. Of the, it's the house of the most. There's a woman in the house. It's, it's with the most of our friends. In twelve seventeen, that was the frat house. There was no frat apartment there. Well, because there was multiple apartments, so Drake's at a house. I, I suppose you can't have two people to make a frat, Ira. Well, multiple. I mean, I also want to call it a multi bedroom apartment, but I mean, yeah, it's I don't know. I do you want to? I don't know. Oh, would you prefer you want to call it a house because there's three people? Yeah, yeah, that's more likely. There's four. There's four group members at least. Ah, uh, on. This is a frat can't have a woman in it. It's it's pretty. That's why it's a frat. Uh, a business fraternity can. Why? Yeah, you used to know much about Greek life, Ira. That's well, it's a, a Ferrari then. <laughs> Ferrari. That's not a word, man. <laughs> anyway, to your point, I uh, I think uh, John is dominating right now. Is he not? Let's see what the match is. Oh, it's only Wednesday, but yes. It's only Wednesday, but John was up 8-1 last I checked. Let's see. He's at 7-2 right now. Shabir's down 3-6. So John right now is in the playoffs with that with a four. Uh, yeah, he's he's uh, four games back. It would go to a tiebreaker. Tie goes to Shabir, actually. But, uh, what, so. Do you know what the tiebreaker is? Head-to-head? Yeah, it's head-to-head. Um, tie goes to tie goes to Trivier, and I think uh, tie goes to John. If it was you two, but I, I think you're. I think I'm safe. You and Trivier are tied in the standings. <laughs> I'm eight-one Andrew right now. Um, 
I, I think I should be okay. Um, I, I think Trevier's going to make the playoffs. Um, I think he'll probably fizzle in the playoffs. It's kind of a classic uh, Levy tank year when uh, he backdoors his way into the playoffs. Uh, I think in like 2013 when I won the sternum, uh, he wound up giving me like a scare in the first round, even though his team stunk and like he wasn't managing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess Trevier's really just going to... I mean, Trey Young's been amazing. And you think uh, he's going to ride hard in Durant. And... Yeah, so it, it looks like he should be able to make it to the dance. Uh, Trevier's actually managing aggressively, making like two or three moves a day right now. Yeah. Which it's, it's good to know he has that in his uh, arsenal, at least, if he, never, if he needs to break it out yeah. in the I, playoffs. I think John made a mistake here with his management down the stretch. Like, I don't know what he was thinking. He was trying to execute like a, well, like a, like a, like a, five t- a five-tier deal that, that <laughs> is very hard to swing in this league. They, they very rarely happen that you can swing a, a multi-team asset, you know, thing. Uh, and the thing is, you're not going to, the likelihood of you fleecing somebody in that kind of scenario. Yeah. Although I did like his potential return if that did happen, but I mean, I, but he, but he was, but the main deal that had to happen for that was like a three percent chance of happening in its own. So like, <laughs> if you have if one deal is three percent, and then like everything else around that, it, look, man, at at some point, like, you're newish to the league, like, just try to make the playoffs, man. Go for the like, yeah, well, especially he's done, once he's done that twice already. Especially I mean, once yeah, once Trevier was uh, selling, well, like once Trevier was selling, yeah, I mean, just I mean, hold just hold your, the fort down and, and <laughs> make the playoffs, and then try to prove us wrong. By managing well in the playoffs. John could have scooped up Zach Levine. I'm sure there's another guy or two he could have grabbed. I mean, he didn't even See, try he, he, he didn't have to make moves. Like disappointing. That, yeah. I mean, he, he definitely should have sold even the one. And he had a few hours, I think, to work with. And yeah. he got, Look, got a little lazy. And, uh, John's at 25 moves to the season. Uh, the only managers that, that have made less moves than him are Dan, Levy, and Garrett. So It's been a good move season, I will say. Yeah. Everyone's been pretty active. Um, I, I would even say that you and Justin weren't extremely overactive, which is sometimes a pain in the butt. I, I was like third in moves last year, I'll have you know. I was yeah. looking this up the other day. Justin uh, and Andrew's been Tom. Yeah, Andrew's been pretty high uh, yeah. the last few years. Um, but, but, you know, everyone's been pretty steady. Corey's at 66, which is pretty nice. Um, but, yeah, John needs to make – John, you know – his five four theory isn't quite working, although it almost is. He's he's a game below five hundred. Um, you got to be about five five twenty, yeah, to, to make the playoffs. That's usually the mark, and you and yeah, like every year it's the mark. It. Yep, it's usually the mark. Yeah, it's uh, there's a few rare exceptions, but uh, I mean the, the way these standings went this year, you have to wonder about a competitive balance in the league. It's a little well, when you have two when you have a team below three hundred, which has never happened before. I don't think. Uh, I have to look to be honest, but it, that might be a first. I, I have a spreadsheet somewhere. I'll I'll pull that up at some point. Yeah, I mean at the, the end of the season when we do our end of season breakdown, kind of uh, I'll pull that up and. Yeah, I mean, leave you at three thirty six, which is probably like a top twenty bottom finish yeah. season. I mean, dance historically trash at two seventy five. Uh, after that, I mean, the rest of the league isn't that bad. But then you also have, I mean, Garrett and myself are both at near record highs. I mean, Garrett's season. Garrett has a perfect season to date and is smashing the the best finish ever. I think it's like a six fifty five or six sixty, and he's gonna finish at uh, over seven hundred. Yeah, over seven hundred. <laughs> so you know, I mean, it's gonna be fun trying to take him down in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, this Anthony Davis situation is uh, whew. it's riveting, man. I mean, I've never seen something like that. So just, I mean, NBA wise, it's pretty riveting, but fantasy wise, for like a team that's had a perfect season, trying to like. Be the Warriors like seventy three uh... and and look no there's been situations like not not totally unlike it is like you getting screwed by Kevin Garnett 
when he's rested over you know various times. I'm glad, I'm glad you remember. But yes. but yeah, it is different that you know this is a not really injury related, not really anything too crazy. Uh, just a guy potentially sitting out because him and the team don't get along right now. It would be pretty interesting. I mean, he's re- he's playing twenty minutes a game right now, sitting out back to backs. It's oof. I mean, the guy's like he went from being like a top two player to a top fifty maybe, which yeah, that's just brutal for. Yeah, because like a top five guy, you know, is a uh, something special. Yep. In the fantasy, there's only league. five of them, Ira. There are. I didn't want to. I didn't want to <laughs> get into that actually, because I think people are starting. To, I think a trend is now overvaluing these top keepers. Okay. I'm starting to go the other way because I just feel like too many players are getting this label where it's like, oh, this guy's a top ten player. Like, you need to sell a farm if you want him. Like, not all these guys can be top ten players. And like, well, okay, well, that's actually a good break off point. Well, who are the guys that you think? Like are sell the like you sell the farm for, but no, you're right. You know what? It's it's not that these guys are less valuable. It's that there's so many guys that are just putting up monster numbers now that yes, any individual one of these guys is not worth your third and fourth round pick for two years in a row. Like Andy was demanding with Giannis. Like to me, to me, the 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 number the top tier is like Anthony Davis, right? You have Anthony Davis. You have Steph. You have um, Harden, Durant. I'd put, I'd put Jokic in there personally, and 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 based on people what people were offering me kind of for him or like, the, people inquiring about him, I would think that that's fair to put him in that class. Um, I said Giannis already, right? You did mention Giannis, yeah. yeah I think, I, don't know, I mean, you're talking about guys like uh, let's see, you didn't mention, I mean, Towns is up there. Uh, yep. I mean, I don't know, like LeBron. Some people might say Lillard. Uh, Westbrook, who might need to be Willard, See, I think Willard's a cut below those guys. Willard's consistent, which is, like, he's been doing this for, like, five years. So, like, in that regard, I respect... To be top tier, you need to have, you need to have like, blow-up nights, though. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think there's a difference between, like... I don't know. Like, the stats you get from, like, these top five types. The like, triple doubles with, like, well, 20 got, points, you know. Really triple doubles or, like, you gotta be, like, uh, like, getting, like, big steals, big blocks. And, like... Still filling it up and having and, a great percent. And I think the other qualifiers out of out of character for your size or position uh, numbers, like Jokic with the passing or Harden with the rebounding. Like to me, yeah, to me, that's important. I mean, usually you're a complete player. It's rare these guys are like uh, two dimensional fantasy types. I mean, like, but I mean, Paul George now is on this level. Kawhi's on this level. I mean, people probably would have said Ben Simmons was on this level. I, you know, it's like like a Kemba, like Corey values Kemba like crazy. I don't know, like Chris Paul. Uh, I mean, well, I, I Joel, think, I mean, it's Bradley Beal you own. I don't know. Jimmy Butler has been like uh, right there forever. I don't know. So really, it's just not worth trading for any of these guys. Yeah. With what people are asking for no. them, it's not worth trading but, but for them. Aidenat, Donkic, I mean, there's there's a lot. There's so many of these guys. See, people tell me, it's, 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 you're, you're, you're lumping guys in. Player. I don't know. You're lumping guys in because like I have Aiden. Aiden is not on that tier at all. Like some this, this is a keeper league. Though. I mean, this guy he's 20 years old. Yeah, so but man. yeah, but. Especially now that it's the top tour keepers, a guy like Aiden is not like I can't demand that much for him because he's not a top twenty four player necessarily. I mean, he's I don't know. near close already. It's year one. Yeah, I'm just saying. Then you have like a Devin Booker type, Gobert. But but also are... what we're seeing is that people keeper retention is not that high anymore, uh, especially because it's only two keepers. There's more opportunities to get to get these guys. So trading a ton for one doesn't really make a lot of sense. I think we're we're arguing different ways for the same for the same cause, and it doesn't really make sense to 
mortgage your farm for these top guys anymore. When there were three, then it kind of mattered because you can't get value in a late-round pick, uh, keeper pick. So if you have three mediocre if you have three mediocre keepers like that are in like range like 20 to 36 versus having like two top fives and like a and like a 15 that's a huge difference in in your team's starting quality i would agree with that then yeah i would i would agree with you like having like the 30th guy versus uh as like your third guy versus uh having like a, a top 10-ish player yeah that is a difference uh i mean these late picks make things fun uh it'll be interesting to see how people, how successful people really are with keeping late round keepers uh, down the line, uh, but it's good. I mean, people have options now, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if it sticks. You you already got your yeah, we'll to vote it down already. Yeah, we'll see if it sticks. There's some. Uh, I've talked about this. There's some changes that need to be made, but <laughs> right, well, no one listens to me anymore. Yeah, anyway, I was so. gonna say it's it's tough when you're presenting the changes. Thinking you might need to get somebody to uh, maybe bring the state table for you. Uh, I have like I have like on and off years. Some years people don't listen to me at all. Some people they're like, oh, some years it's like, oh, you have great ideas. Why don't you know? So we'll see what, what kind of year this is. <laughs> it's probably not gonna be a positive year, but we'll see. <laughs> have you? Uh... Let's, let's let's do the play. We should get into the playoff bracket because in my eyes, it's, it's pretty clear set at this point. Yeah, um, I think it's it's kind of been set for like a month almost. It's kind of I don't think we've ever had a season where it's been so uh, clear cut for so long. Uh, we're we're actually about to see. Well, I guess we'll go the first round matchups. We're gonna have uh, Justin versus Trivier probably, uh, which is interesting just because Justin's team is so like one sided at this point. He's really boxed himself in. So you only need to take two stats, probably, out of the counting stats. And if you can take field goals, field goals free throw percentage, and turnovers, which Trevor's not so good at. He, I think he just set the lead record for turnovers. <laughs> uh, there's an opening there. So, you know, if Harden and Durant had big scoring weeks, maybe, Trey's a big scoring week, uh, there's a vulnerability, maybe. That could be a fun matchup. And the winner of that is uh, versus Ira in the semis. Okay. So that's your that's one side of your bracket. Yeah, Trevier's the the vulner the uh, volatility guy. His team hasn't been great, but like, if his team gets really really hot and he like starts making moves, and I think he has more room to make air drops than anybody else in the play, in the playoff picture. Uh, I mean, he could legitimately do like seven air drops a day. Yeah, you to, yeah. yeah. So he, he he could get hot. Um, with the fifteen man roster, it's gonna be a very interesting playoff. There's really so so many bad free agents right now. Um, like it's it's really slim pickings, and I do think that this expanded roster worked on that on that front to some degree. Um, we're about to find out. Yeah, we are going to find out. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, if Trevier's active, I think he could easily win both of those matchups. Um, wow, both. Those yeah, matchups. why not? Damn. This week, this we've had six place fired across. We, we've the had six place table. Six place teams that were under Iris tutelage. Uh, but that oh, it's tutelage. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're running practice at three in the morning, I guess, huh? Um, I, mean, I think I think I have no only six. But he needs to make the moves. Title. That's that's my caveat. If he doesn't make the moves, I I don't think he has much of a chance against even Justin. I mean, look, look Justin's team is completely healthy right now, and uh, Iris is largely healthy too with Whiteside uh, starting to play again. So you, I mean, usually health is a big factor in these things. If you have a healthy roster, uh, it's tough for, for uh, a bunch of moves to overcome that. Um, but you might have to do some more precise managing. I think if he's really going to be able to. Be Justin in categories. For sure. Uh, and he, I mean, he can't afford to lose turnovers also. Uh, I think these guard stats, Justin probably is locked up. Uh, big man's probably the way to go if you're yep. going to find a vulnerability. Yep. Um, Could have used Steven Adams there. <laughs> well, yeah. 
could have used a lot of things there. Yep. Here, here we are. I mean, yep. it just seems fun having like a having Westbrook and Ben Simmons on the same roster. I mean, having Steph, who's just going to pour in scoring stats and threes and steals. Having Lowry there, like all these types of like multifaceted fantasy players. Uh, in that regard, it's a pretty interesting roster, but well, we'll, we'll, we'll see what he can do. And like you said, he has a pretty a lot of talent, so it is hard to know who he's going to drop really to make this thing work. Uh, but it'll be, if, if he reaches the semifinals, it'll be a fun rematch having a Justin Versaira rematch of last year's finals. Uh, hey, at least I'm, I'm happy that you know one of you is going to take the other one out. So uh, you know we we don't have a one of these years where it's a 100% chance of an Ira Justin championship, so that's that's nice at least. I guess. I think it would have been nice to have a, a no, real, no, no. We, a real we, challenger no, no. to face Garrett. I mean, we're, we're, right now we're looking at, on the other side of the bracket, okay. Paul versus Corey in the first round, which is which are two teams that have very little pedigree for, like, you know, putting up a big playoff performance to uh, make a finals push. Yeah. I feel confident in that matchup. Corey just kind of murdered me, like, two weeks ago. Uh, but it was that All Star weekend. You're a little shaken there. Uh, that that's like a funky. That's a funky week. His team was really performing well, performing well. Um, I'm not too concerned about facing him again. Both rosters healthy. Yeah, and, uh, I think Joel's back. Clay should be back by then. Should for be. You. John Collins is coming off his illness tonight. I think so. That should be it's good. Like a cold, right? Yeah. It's been a flu for like three games. A flu. Okay. Well, flu's passed. Most of these guys play through the. You don't flu. have any other Hawks, do you? Because that tends to go around. Uh, Kevin Herter is no longer my roster, so. Uh, I thought you were going to keep him. What happened? It's still time. There's still time. <laughs> He's still out there. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like from from a historical perspective, I mean, I don't think Corey's never actually Corey's never finished top three, and Paul's gone to the finals once. So for either of you two to be uh, expected to take down Garrett. In the semifinals, it's probably a long task. Uh, I'll see if you know how to manage. I'm, I'm not sure if you have really proven that you can bring the managing chops to the table. And Corey, uh, oof, I don't know. I guess he has more time on his hands, so that's always a plus for these things. <laughs> and, and the added bonus of being an insomniac. So he should be able to make those 3 a.m. moves with no problem. Uh, oh, Rucker's just, uh, okay. 6.50 left. Yeah, they're waiting for the Paul Rickers. Uh, uh, they called a hook and hold on Penn State. Eugene O'Marie buried both free throws, and then uh, Rutgers missed a shot. Offensive rebound and uh, put back by Miles Johnson. So now it's an eight-point game with 6.40 to go. They're down with 18. Never down 18 and a half, and a steal by Rutgers. Ron Harper Jr. coming to play off to Geo Baker in the middle for Hits the Miles Johnson screen. Line to the lane. Harper for three. Got it! We got a five-point game here at the 622 mark. The crowd is going nuts, and we may have to almost let's let's wrap this podcast up. And, you know, let's let's get to the end here, Ira. Well, I was gonna. I wanted to actually. Well, I'll get you now when you're on your high. I, I think it's time maybe that we uh, bring back an old game that we we played back in uh, Dunkin' Donuts. I think in 2007 or so when uh, we we put five dollars on it. Then we'll see what Paul wants to put down now. Uh, I think it was five years at the time when Rutgers make the NCAA tournament. Okay. Are you? Uh, I don't. Do we need five years now? What, what, what do you think the uh, the fair number is? I think they're making it next year. <laughs> next year? Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll give you odds. I'll give you odds. I'm not. I feel like I have to give you odds. If you're giving me odds, I would put a hundred dollars on this because I'm that confident they're making the tournament this year. Next year they're making the tournament. So yeah. Want? They lose Shaq Dorson, who's a, a very good and reliable center. Um, they get a six foot seven point guard, which is something that they've literally never had. Uh, and they return like everybody else. And they get a, a 6'4 guard from Texas 
who has NBA pedigree in his family, and like they're just gonna be nasty next year. They're gonna be really deep. <laughs> I love your confidence. It's it's this we have the same text conversations every season, basically where. Paul sold completely on the, the roster. And the... I have not been sold on a Rutgers team in years now, Ira, so oh. not quite true. <laughs> all right, well, you've been very happy this season. Usually it's like I have to make all these, like, if this happens and this happens and this happens, and then, like, three guys transfer, and then it all goes to shit. Yeah, and the Even if they abuses players. You know, yeah, like, so. this team could actually handle, like, a transfer or two, which I don't think is going to happen anyway. This is the deepest team in our lifetime, and I could honestly say that. Um, it's a tough conference. I mean, Big Ten seems like it's only getting better. So, yeah, but uh, but, but Rutgers is one of those teams mo- moving up. They're already right now. They're in tenth place in the conference. Um, so they can shoot now, which I, mean, which I feel they, like the last several years they haven't been able to shoot. They can is. shoot, and and look, they have a guy in Issa Cham who started like every game last year, and now is like scrounging three minutes a game. Uh, like uh, everyone's just getting better. Everyone's moving up. Uh, it's very exciting time to to uh, root for Rutgers basketball. All right, I'll give you uh, say two to one odds. So uh, say twenty five fifty on it. Yeah, I'm I'm good for that. We have it right. recorded here. Yeah. All right, it's on the cast. All right, next year and see a tournament for Rutgers. I I'm looking forward to going to that game with you. Yep. <laughs> my dad my dad wants to go to the Big Ten tournament, but he has like a wedding that weekend. Chicago. Yeah, right? to Chicago. He's gonna like <laughs> buy tickets for us. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a serious investment right there. Yeah. Uh, but did you vote for the uh, the fantasy awards this season on Yahoo? The what? <laughs> They're doing like fantasy player awards. It's it's through the NBA, but Yahoo posted like the link on the homepage. Yeah, no, they they are fantasy partners or something like that. Are they? So yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, Paul George got my vote for MVP. Interesting. Feel, yeah, well, I just feel like the return on that investment was a lot better. Is, than is there anything other, other than MVP or like most? Uh, I think most improved. I put a I put De'Aaron Fox down for that. That's a good one. Um, they give like five options and then like uh, best pickup I took uh, Pascal Siakam for that one or at least so deep that some of them weren't pickups yeah but, uh, you know um, like they had like uh, they had other guys get drafted like uh, what's his name Jeremy Lamb was on there I forget the other ones but uh, Montrose Harrell who I drafted was on there you know um, alright well we ran through the playoff bracket it should be a good season I'm excited to see uh, if Garrett I mean having a perfect team is a, a rare novelty. So I'm excited to see if somebody can bust that up. Um, a lot of historical opportunity. I mean, I'm trying to have the first dynasty, I think, if I can take this one. Three out of four sternums. First time since Chibiers 4 out of six to start the league off. Um, yeah, we're all, we're all praying for you, Ira. Garrett becomes a multi-time immortal with another win. Uh, Justin's trying to get his third. And a whole bunch of newcomers. So that's intriguing. Uh, do you want to... Uh, do you want to recap All Star Weekend for the uh, non attendees, or I feel like you're distracted? I don't want. To, I don't want to pull you away. Uh, I don't think there's much to recap. It was a solid All Star Weekend. Uh, we went to the suburbs. Uh, All Star in the suburbs. Hold us up like a champ. No yeah. problem. I had a little spit up. That was. Eh. Oh, you did. Well, when I when I did my solo round. Oh yeah. Well. It was mostly just like kind of like had to get it out of me. Oh yeah, bit. if you're gonna do the full the full cup chug, you know it happens. I got the I got the time. That's what mattered. Held it down for a moment, so. And, uh, and, uh, the last thing, well, we've had such a wave of birthday rushes lately. I wanted to, I feel like the 30th for you is really like a nothing burger, so. I'm not sure if you have any, uh. Yeah, any I don't really care. Alright. And it, you got a, you got a top birthday party you're looking forward to right now? I think we have like five like, or six of, different of options. Of our friends? Not yet, not including yourself. What are the, what are the other options now? Let's see, there's karaoke. Oh, yeah, karaoke. it's karaoke. It's always karaoke. Karaoke? Yeah. 
got, I think you got like Hoboken Day Drink uh, for Eliza. I probably won't attend that one because I have my half marathon the next day. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. So if I go, I'll like have a water and then go <laughs> home afterwards. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else was there? There's Willie McBride's, that band for Garrett's. Oh, is that what we're doing for Garrett? Uh, yes. That is what, yeah, there, oh, Laura sent email out. Oh, I got left off that one by accident, I think. <laughs> Didn't make the list, I don't know. Guess not. <laughs> Guess not. And I think John's, well, wait, I think John's... Oh, there it is. I see it now. <laughs> when did that, when did she send this? Yesterday. Yesterday at 9 o'clock. Okay. It got like lumped. That's your bedtime? You know, yeah. it got like lumped in. Uh, you're adjusting your body clock for the playoffs already? Yeah. I was at a soccer game last night from 8 to 10 in the freezing cold. Uh, so I didn't touch my phone during those like two, three hours I was outside and mm-hmm. then went to bed when I got home. And then it got lumped in with my morning emails, I guess. So I just didn't see it. <laughs> all right, all right. And uh, Rutgers uh, is now down uh, three points with four minutes to go. Wow. Monster comeback. The rack is bouncing, and they're calling the timeout. Oh, man, beautiful, right beautiful stuff. <sighs> All right, I think we had everything. Cover band, May 4th, that's fantastic. That actually sounds really good. We went there previously. That was a rough night for me, but... You want to run a 5K the next day in Jersey City? It's at night, so we don't have to... We can, like, sober up during the day and then go run it. It's a Cinco de Mayo uh, 5K. I mean... I don't think you really need me to come jog a 5K with you. Right. You can do it yourself. Fine. I mean, uh, it's good. I feel like this podcast can't coexist if we have both of us running at the same time. You know, it's kind of... Why is that? I mean, yeah, I'm just... I mean, I feel like when I was running, you weren't running, and then you got back into the game, and now my back's uh, uh, right, got this, me on the I.O. You yeah, understand. This podcast was born before the recording technology was around, okay? This podcast was born of a time of us running cross-country together and talking mm. about cross-country in the back of synagogue during... High holiday <laughs> services, okay? So, so we were both running then, so I don't want to hear this bullshit about how we can't be running at the same time. Yeah, okay, all right. I like your optimism. Well, we'll see. I, I recovered from cupping, thankfully. So, uh, uh, yeah, so what Ira is saying here is Ira did acupuncture, and part of that was cupping. He had the nastiest bruises I've ever seen in my life from it. Uh, did it. Did it wind up feeling any better after that or not really? I, it felt a lot worse after cupping, actually. Okay. They said it makes you feel sore afterwards, but like I was like crippled, like hard to... Get out of a chair, sore. So. Okay, and yeah. a few days afterwards, no, no added benefits are being felt. Nah, I really, I'm still kind of in the same place where if I try and up it beyond stretching it, start to feel it again. <sighs> I don't know. I think you need to go to like, uh, you know, I need to get to the. You need to go to some island and do like some I'm mass thinking, stretching retreat. I'm thinking is maybe that like all this fantasy winning has gotten to me. You know, I'm kind of like LeBron after like you know like going to eight straight finals. So I'm starting to like. Get worn out. So maybe you just gotta go to Germany. Get your that, get your blood yeah, spun. That's what I'm thinking. It's a, maybe like the league could like put up for that or something. I don't know. Hmm. Instead of like the championship, the t- the regular season T-shirts, we put it up for uh, maybe every every winner, third win, you get a German fun- blood infusion, whatever it's called. Hmm. I I had the next thing for you. Amy and I went to this thing like two weekends ago. I never thought I'd like it, but it's after one of my long runs, and I'm like, all right, I'm, my legs are tired. Let's go. It was a uh, like a spa up in Edgewater. You pay sixty five dollars. You can spend literally the whole day there from like nine it's, nine it's to the nine. Japanese place, right? It's not Japanese. No, it's called yeah. Sojo Spa Club. Sojo Spa. Okay. But basically, they have it's like, like a giant oh, white building, right? It's just a massive. It's a massive building. Yeah. That and there's like outdoor. Really there's all these like outdoor pools and so, like tons of saunas and different kinds of pools and yeah, sauna room. It's very <laughs> cool. Maybe we should try that for recovery. Maybe bring the girls with us. Just soaking. Yeah, they'll, they'll enjoy that. I mean, they would enjoy it, but I, 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 I've done this. I never did for recovery purposes. So I, don't know. I, I don't felt know. very relaxed after it, I'll tell you that much. I, mean, I guess we can try sauna. 
Just sweat out the pain. <laughs> right now. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I, I, I hear. Oh, maybe. Oh, no, that's about that. Acupuncture hasn't worked, but I'm not sure what's next. Oh, yeah, the acupuncture mat. You should try that today. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know. I'm a bunch of quacks. <laughs> that's the big lesson here. It's bad when real doctors are sending you to Eastern medicine. That's never a good sign. Yeah, well, yeah. It's like when, when science has no answers for you, and say, all right, try the witchcraft. And... <laughs> If the leeches out, you know. I'll, I'll be on the Game of Thrones, see what happens. That's a good idea. Yeah. All right, we got to go watch the end of this game. We're, it's yeah, five point game with three and a half game, left. The challenge might have to get right on delay tonight to go to OT. Uh, uh, but, all right, looking forward to checking in after the playoffs. Uh, if Justin wins, there'll be a lot of crying, probably, and drinks. But besides that, it should be fun. And uh, happy Lent. Hope uh, <laughs> hope everyone gave for, up. For all zero of you that celebrate <laughs> Lent. <laughs> Shamir can observe. I don't know. It's He's like, not a Christian. Right, I'm fine. I guess he does Christmas. That's, yeah, but not for Christianity purposes. <laughs> don't, yeah, people do what they do, man. You can't, you can't tell them what kind of religion they live. He, does, he doesn't celebrate this. <laughs> All right, anyway. Till next set time. Set your rosters. S- set your rosters, everybody. See you at 3.30 in the morning.